0: Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Apple Podcasts.
1: Well, Richies, it's official. Awards season has begun. Mm -hmm. It's that special time of year when the Hollywood creme de la creme turns out in gorgeous gowns, sometimes questionable outfits, creative black tie to
0: give themselves a great big pat on the back. Oh, yeah. And don't they just deserve it?
1: Yeah. They've worked really, really hard. It's hard to pat yourself on the back. Let me tell you. It is. It's hard. I try every
0: day. Yeah. I try to scratch my own back. And you know what? Not easy.
1: (laughs) That's why I love my back scratcher. But (laughs) award season kicked off officially last night with, there's been an intense debate on our team, whether or not this is the loosiest, goosiest of all (laughs) of the award shows. Uh Uh-huh. It's not. But the Golden (laughs) Globes— It is not. Uh, The Golden Globes were last night, uh, and they returned with their
0: fabled open bar after a very controversial (laughs) hiatus last year. Yeah, so we talked about this last month, but the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which, you know, runs the Globes, was in a little bit of hot water last year after it was revealed that their voting body— Didn't include a single Black person. Mm -hmm. So there was outrage. There was a boycott. There was ultimately no Golden Globes. But last night, they made their televised return. And, you know, it was complete with a lot of boozy celeb moments. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some poignant acceptance speeches. And... A very obvious attempt to show the world that they have changed their ways. Yeah, nothing says you've changed like you telling people you've changed. Oh, yeah, that's the first rule of mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Sifrin. It's Wednesday, January 11th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Richies, you know we love to shop, so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is Saks.com. Saks.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration.
1: Yeah, Saks.com has everything for your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for brunch, a bright Chloe blazer for that job interview, or Stodd's gold cowboy boots for a concert. These are all such different vibes, and literally all vibes I would love to be a part of, so... That's oh, fun. yeah, <laughs> definitely. So find inspiration for your new vibe every day at
2: Saks.com. Saks.com. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way, too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for. And it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Give me that, give me that hot I am your host, Gerard Jirai- Carmichael. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm here because I'm black.
1: This show, the Golden Globe Awards, did not air last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I I won't say they were a racist organization, but they didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. So do with that information what you will. I think we can all agree that Gerard Carmichael definitely came in hot last Mm. night during his opening monologue at the 80th Mm -hmm. Annual Golden Globes Award. Um, I gotta say, the whole energy that he had was different. Different than what we're used (laughs) to when it comes to hosting an award show. I didn't hate
0: it. I definitely was like, okay, okay. Can I say something? A very bold statement. I love bold statements. Let's hear it. This was my favorite opening monologue Ever? Of any award show ever. Okay. okay. I'm going on record. I loved I, it. The
1: problem... Okay, so I might agree only because I can't remember any <laughs> other opening monologues. Like, there's well, not... you don't need
0: to. But that's what this I mean. Is, like,
1: if you remember it, then that's got to mean something. Like, the fact yeah. that I don't remember, it's like, yeah, they aren't that great. Just his energy. Oh, it was so good. I love that he sat down. Yes! I'm here for sitting down. Um... But yeah, it was definitely a bold way to kick off the show's comeback ceremony. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Globes were very clearly making an effort to prove that they're different this year.
0: Yeah, we've changed. I mean,
1: (laughs) not only did they hire Gerard, a Black comedian, to host the show, they also added six, count them, six Black people to their voting body. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Gerard didn't give a flying hoot about it uh, because he let the (laughs) Hollywood Foreign Press Association know how he felt.
0: Yeah. So, you know, his monologue was really honest. Like I said, I I was living for it. He took some direct shots at the Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, The audience, I gotta say, for me, didn't 100% pass the vibe check.
1: Well, Uh, they don't like to have to face their
0: own shortcomings, (laughs) if you will. But even like the people of color seemed uncomfortable in a lot of those moments when they showed them in the audience. And I was like, come on, this is funny. Like, obviously, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association knew what he was going to say. Did
1: they? It didn't look like he was reading anything. And I was thinking yeah, about maybe. this because he they couldn't. I was like, do they know what he's going to say? Because, I mean, if they were to cut him off, <laughs> the scandal, like, they can't afford, like, what he said. He was like, they're not going to fire yeah. me. Like, I'm black. They're going to fire the first guy. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know that they did. It didn't look like okay. he was reading it. That's
0: a good point. Maybe they didn't know, which makes me love it even more, honestly. Same, same, yeah. Um, But you know, he talked about how he was kind of torn about whether to accept the job because Mm -hmm. he's like, well, they offered it to me because I'm black. And he's like, so I called a friend and I told her the dilemma. And she's like, how much are they paying you? Mm -hmm. Which is the important question. Mm -hmm. And apparently he was being paid $500,000. That's why I'm like, there's no way they knew this.
1: Like, there would never, nobody ever knows what these guys get paid. And I'm glad we know now, because I've always Me wondered. Me too. And when and we host the
2: Ambies, I was gonna I'm say, say the Ambies, you gotta
0: step up. <laughs> Not that we've ever hosted yet. Right. Um, <laughs> he also talked about how they wanted him to meet with Helen Hona. We talked about good old Helen. She's the president of the Hollywood yeah. Foreign Press Association. And apparently she wanted to meet with him so that she could educate him on the changes that the organization has made in mm-hmm. regards to diversity but he was like, I took this job assuming they hadn't changed at all. I, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I heard they got six new Black members. Congrats to them. Whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he ended his monologue by saying that ultimately he took the job so that he could be in a room full of people that he respects and admires. And he knocked it out of the park. No notes from me. Yeah, I thought it was a great way. Like, he he got his points
1: across very clearly, yeah. I thought. And then yes. he still managed to end on a way of like, Launching the Golden Globes and not like that, like kind of energy.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I just like out of the gate, he was like, "All right, everyone, calm down, calm down." It I know so he was funny. like, he gained a fan in me. I'll I was tell you like,
1: that. I well, okay, so I I liked it, but there were some parts where I was like, "All right, <laughs> you settle down now." <laughs> but uh, so I could understand some of the looks from some of the people in the audience, where it's just like, okay. Yeah. You're getting $500,000. What are we getting? Free liquor? Come on. Yeah, well,
0: you know, it's big for some people.
1: (laughs) So after that fiery start from Gerard, the actual awards were handed out. Big winners included Steven Spielberg. His film, The Fablemans, won the top prize for best motion picture. Drama. (laughs) And then Quinta Brunson snagged the top TV prize for her comedy, Abbott Elementary, which if you're not watching... I I can only assume you're in a coma.
0: Come on. Seriously. One of my favorite shows out right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love her. I, yeah, she's, she is a gem. That whole cast is just.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would kill to just, that be my job.
0: I know. To wake up and have to
1: go hang out with. Everyone there? Ugh, lucky. Yeah, I
0: mean, you do get to hang out with your best friend every day, but okay, I guess that's not good enough.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this would be second. <laughs> um, and because the Globe celebrate both film and television, they gave out mm-hmm. two Lifetime Achievement Awards for the TV side. The Carol Burnett Award was given to Ryan Murphy, writer, director, producer, all around just
0: icon. Yeah. Of the
1: TV industry. Yeah,
0: doing a lot. So in case you don't know, Ryan Murphy is the mastermind behind Glee, uh, you know, all of the American horror stories, Pose. And during his speech, which ran almost nine minutes. Yeah, that was too much, Ryan. <laughs> like, come on. Um, you know, he singled out the LGBTQ plus actors that he's worked with that were in the audience. Uh, MJ Rodriguez, Billy Porter, Niecy Nash, Matt Bomer, and Jeremy Pope.
1: I have dedicated most of my lifetime achievement speech here tonight to these wonderful actors I've worked with to make a point of hope and progress. It's hard being an LGBTQ kid in America, in fact, all over the world then and now. You are often told you will never become anything. You have to hide your light to survive. But for those kids watching tonight, I offer up MJ and Billy and Niecy and Matt and Jeremy as examples of possibility.
0: This was such a good speech. It really was. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I I don't necessarily always love Ryan Murphy. I will say that, but like I'm not a big Ryan Murphy fan. I mean, I, I can respect
1: what he does and has yeah. done, but yeah. I I don't flock
0: to his stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, you know what? That was a good speech. Yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. Um. So over on the film side, the Lifetime Achievement Award or the Cecil B. DeMille Award was given to Eddie Murphy. And when Eddie stepped up to get his award, he did keep his speech pretty short because he's like, you know, I I don't have any time now because of Ryan Ryan Murphy. Ryan took nine minutes. Uh, (laughs) They were like, well, (laughs) you have 10 minutes collectively for these lifetime awards. Um, But he did offer some parting wisdom. He Mm -hmm. told the audience the list of three things that they must do to ensure success.
2: Pay your taxes. (laughs) Mind your business.
0: And keep will smith's wife's name
1: honestly my favorite of
0: the night like this was just you
1: know look and i'm not a big eddie murphy fan but i was, but just was gonna like, say
0: <laughs> after the whitney houston series of even the rich available wherever your podcast i'm like you know what screw eddie murphy but this was good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i loved it yeah
1: well he's not a world famous comedian for no reason that's for sure
0: So during the evening
1: speeches, all the winners did manage to follow that last piece of advice. Mm -hmm. No one got slapped, at least on camera, that we saw. Right. Um, But the Globes do love to liquor up their winners before sending them (laughs) on stage. And there were some pretty funny moments, like when Mike White, the creator of White Lotus, won Best Limited Series. And he said, I was going to give this speech in Italian, but I'm too drunk because there's no food.
0: Which Which is just a crime. I know. Like, come on. Not even some snacks? Where's Crafty? Yeah, come on. Um, I did love when Mike White threw shade at, like, all the people who Mm -hmm. passed on White Lotus. I was like, yes, call him out. Um, And one of my favorite moments was when Regina Hall accepted the Best Actor Award for Kevin Costner because he wasn't there. This was iconic.
2: He so much wanted to be (laughs) (laughs) I always like how they write this. It's like, he's so much wanted to be... No, I'm sure he did. He's so much... I mean, if he won, I know he would have really won. But you won. So he's so much wanted to be here, but because of the... Un, it was it's been raining. The unprecedented weather and flooding, he has to shelter in place in Santa Barbara. Jesus. <laughs> no, this is... No, this is a sad story right now. This is... So
0: I'm just... <laughs> it's funny, because, like, Amanda Seyfried wasn't there to collect her award like earlier in the thing. And I was like, this is just always so stupid. Like, we're going to accept it on their behalf. Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. So when Regina Hall came out and she was like this, I just love how they say this every time. I was here for it. I was like, I cannot with her right now. (laughs) I always think of
1: friends when Joey collects the award and then he just like thanks. He's like, I'm sure she would like to thank my mom and
0: my friends.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's going to have to be us if people don't get their shit together. I know. know. And I'll do it. Yeah. Just watch.
0: Yep. Same.
1: <laughs> but when it comes right <laughs> down to it, I feel like none of us should be surprised that Jennifer Coolidge, Jennifer Coolidge, her Jennifer Coolidge speech.
0: Wow. Look at you. I mean,
1: nothing's more Jennifer Coolidge than her acceptance speech.
0: Yeah. Or no. even
1: her when she came out to present an award, like she is Yes. She's
0: quintessentially Jennifer Coolidge. Like I don't know oh, how yeah. else to explain it. No, you're right. She was peak Jennifer Coolidge last night. Yeah. Um so Like you said, early in the show, she came out to present an award, and she was so funny. She was talking about how nervous she was about tripping and how she, you know, has a hard time reading the teleprompter. And she was worried about mispronouncing people's names, which is a genuine fear, I assume.
1: Yes. I mean, just in this recording session, I could not get (laughs) one name out for the life of me.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to release that (laughs) (laughs) behind-the-scenes audio. Um. So then later when she was on stage, she, you know, won for her performance in The White Lotus. And during Mm -hmm. her speech, she talked about how grateful she was to everyone who has given her a job. And she paid special tribute to her friend, Mike White, creator of White Lotus, like we said, who sat in the audience just literally bawling. I know. Their relationship is so sweet. It is.
2: He really is one of the greatest people I've ever met. I mean, he gives me so much excitement to be you 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 make people want to live longer and I didn't so anyway I just want to say Mike White Sorry no Mike I love you to death Dave Bernad, I'm
1: convinced after watching this that Jennifer Coolidge might be my future Really cuz I don't know if you noticed but she had one nail that wasn't <laughs> painted Oh god or had the nail on which unfortunately is me And also the name thing. And, like, I'm just, like, Mm -hmm. there are worse fates for people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could do way worse than being the next Jennifer Coolidge, I will say. I just,
1: I I loved the speech. I love her. I think she's so, she's humble in, like, the most perfect way.
0: Yeah. I can't believe she spoiled the White Lotus, though. Oh, my God. I almost, I was like, Brooke, oh, God. I was like, what what is happening? (laughs) But I'm not going to say anything here in case, you know, no one's. Mm-hmm. In case there's people who have not seen mm-hmm. it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's but, that's kind of you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I, I I feel like
0: one of the themes of
1: a lot of the acceptance speeches was <laughs> kind of biding your time, like mm-hmm. being in this industry for a very long time, almost giving up, maybe even giving up and coming back. And I just yes. I love those messages because it's yeah. like so many times we're like, oh, I want this for myself, but it's too late. And it's like, no. All of these winners show you that it's yeah. not too late.
0: Like these, some of these winners winning in their 60s, like yeah. their first gold. I'm like, oh man, yeah. like that that's inspiring. Because like yeah. so many times we're like, oh my God, life is moving so fast. I'm not doing what I need to do. Yeah. Just keep doing it, yeah. you know? Yeah. The
1: everything, everywhere, all at once winners. Yes. <sighs> yes. And just their like gratitude to Steven Spielberg. I just loved, I loved it. I know. Um, so, I mean, the Globes were entertaining this year. Nothing that I would really write home about if i'm being honest they're just like another award show whatever sure um but i don't know after last year's controversy over not being inclusive at all Mm -hmm. does it feel like they're making strides and positive changes for the right reasons or is this just Mm. another extension of hollywood being hollywood
0: Well, I mean, I think it was really important that they had Helen come out and force it down our throats. Like, hey, guys, Mm -hmm. just a reminder, we didn't give all the awards to white people this year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It's like, thank mm -hmm. you so much, Helen. We're running over time. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) she's like, well, Ryan got nine (laughs) minutes, so come on. Yeah, he's not president of this. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Are they doing it for the right reasons? (sighs) I'm skeptical of that. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. Is it for the right reasons? Who's to say? Yeah. You know. It's one of those things where it's
1: just a very, very hard line to walk because yeah, absolutely things should be more diverse in general. Yes. And it's like there's no denying the fact that this is coming after being very publicly called out. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like no matter what they do, it's going to be, OK, you're obviously trying to save face here. Yeah. The question is like, will this trend stay? Like, will this continue to be more diverse? Will we see more of this? Or is this one of those things where, oh, we've placated people next year.
0: It's back to hashtag
1: globe so white.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I'm hopeful Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. my clown makeup all over me. (laughs) But I am hopeful. I'm hopeful.
1: Well, if anything, we know Gerard needs to be hosting... Everything. Forever. ...many award show. Forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe he can join us and host the Ambies this year. Yeah, because we did learn last year that three people at once was a really... (laughs) Smart choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God, the memories. From Wondery, I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziprin.
1: This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies.
0: If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends we've got the hot goss. Listeners, it's Will Arnett. Our podcast, Smartless, has crossed a milestone that seemed unfathomable when we started nearly four years ago as we've just released our two 100th episode. Join us as we welcome the dynamic duo of hilarity, Steve Martin and Martin Short. You've seen them on screen together in The Three Amigos, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, and most recently, and Only Murders in the Building. Both are comedic geniuses in their own right, but together they are always electric. And this episode of Smartless is no exception. I don't know if I've laughed more in a single episode than this one. We discuss their career arcs both separately and as a comedy team, how they met, who is more difficult to work with, and what motivates them today. Is Steve a better banjo player than Marty as a singer? Find out on this bye. Centennial episode of Smartless. Follow Smartless in the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Plus, you get to hear Sean cry. What a loser!